Turn in your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. You know, as we look at, you know, what the Lord has been doing, and we just see multiple instances of his hand being upon us, being upon this church, is just incredible to see and to experience. From people being baptized, to people being called to service, to mission trips, all of these things are going on around us, and you have to ask yourself the question, if I'm not involved, Lord, how do I get involved in what you're doing? Lord, I want to be a part of what you're doing. Lord, can you please use me? Use my gifts for your service so that you may be glorified. And so as I was looking at all the things that have been going on and just kind of reflecting in some areas that I've been reading in, in 1 Peter, I start thinking about Peter and how God has called him to encourage the brethren. As a matter of fact, when you look in the Gospels, you'll see that Peter is called by Jesus, Peter, when you're encouraged, go encourage your brothers. And so this message, I believe, is one of those manifestations of Peter actually going and now encouraging the brothers that they would stay equipped in the fight. And so who does this particularly talk about? Well, it talks about a group of Christians. But today, if you are a person that is far away, you are a student that's preparing to go off to college, you're someone that has just been kind of sitting in the background for a little while. This may be a message for you to be encouraged in your walk in the Lord. Let's read the scriptures. In 1 Peter chapter 1, it says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who reside as aliens scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to obey Jesus Christ and to be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace be yours in the fullest measure. Then he goes on to say, Blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again. That is good news. To a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable, undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. I'm going to stop right here. If you look at this, this is one of the most joyous things as a believer that we can have hope in. That through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, not because of our own good works, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we now have a place that is reserved for us, that is imperishable, undefiled, and reserved in heaven just for us. When I think about the things that are going on in life and I start thinking about my life and the people that are around me, and sometimes I can get weighted down by the issues of life. But Peter is saying right here, don't focus on those things. Focus on what's waiting ahead. Let's continue reading the scripture. He says this, Verse 6, in this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. So that, listen to this, so that, this is the purpose for the trials, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in the praise 
and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Listen to this. And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. And I'm going to skip down to verse 13, because this is where he tells them how to prepare. He says in verse 13, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all your behavior. Because it's written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. I thank you because your word is truth. Your word gives us direction. And through the, Holy, through the Holy Spirit, he gives us discernment and understanding of what you're telling us in the scriptures. And so, Lord, I pray that you would be with us. Lord, I pray that you would speak through my mouth to your people. Would you be with us today? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. When I look at this scripture and I look at all the things these believers were going through, and I start seeing, he says, although you have been distressed for a little while, you've got something to look forward to. Then he says, okay, now, since you have to remain here on earth, this is how I want you to stand. He says this, prepare your minds for action. Prepare your minds for action. This particular scripture gives the illustration of someone preparing for battle. If you can just think about a man or a person that's getting ready for battle and they've got on like a, a long flowing robe and this robe is all around them and as they prepare for battle, they're like girding it up. They're getting everything ready for battle. And this is what Peter is telling the believers to do. So when I think about us, and I think about us at this Sherwood, there is no time to put your mind in neutral. There is no time to say, okay, I need to make my life right on this earth. God says, no, prepare your minds for action, just like going into battle. Prepare, prepare. Gird up everything around you and prepare for action, not just laying back, watching things happen. God's saying, Prepare your minds for action. When is the last time? When was the last time you shared the gospel with somebody? When was the last time that you stepped out on obedience? Many of you, that was last Sunday. But when was the last time you said, God, here I am, I belong to you. What do you want to do with me? And you heard it and you immediately took off in obedience. That's what Peter is telling believers. He's saying, listen, there is no time for your mind to be in neutral. Prepare, gird up yourself, be prepared for action. Now, the question may be asked, how does one prepare for actions? Go in your Bible to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. When I read that verse, I immediately 
immediately thought about this particular verse. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. I love the turning of those pages. I could just hear them. I got my iPad up here, so I'm kind of being hypocritical, huh? (laughs) Now listen to this. Listen to what the Scripture said. Read it for yourself. If you don't have a Bible, get next to somebody. Read this for yourself. This is what he tells us to do. When he talks about preparing our minds for action, this is what he's saying. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ. Now, stop right there. If you have not been raised up with Christ, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This doesn't pertain to you. If you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, look, he's not talking to you. So I'm calling you today, if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, this applies to you. This needs to apply to you. Listen to what it says. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Listen to what it says. Set your mind on things above, not on things that are on the earth. I love verse 3, for you have died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality. Impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. For it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. And in them you also once walked when you were living in them. But now you also put them aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have laid aside the old self with his evil practices and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Amen. So the Bible tells us, if I am now to prepare my mind for action, I need to put off all the things that are hindering me from running and having a close relationship with God. Think about your life. Think about your life. I love the way Pastor Paul talks about our life being a conduit. And and when he's talking, that's the way I'm seeing it. I'm seeing myself, Ken, as a conduit to which God uses. And so I'm looking at a a big pipe that's coming down from heaven. And as that pipe comes down from heaven, it makes a little U-turn right here and goes out toward people. And as God pours himself, his Holy Spirit inside of me, that love that God shows me now goes out to other people. The things that stop God's love and compassion from coming out through Ken Bevel are the things that I hold dear that are not godly. Anger, wrath, all those things that are listed in Colossians chapter 3. And so the question is this morning, one of the questions is what hinders you? What is in your pipe that's keeping you, that's keeping God from working through you to be a blessing to other people? Is it sin, pride, anger, malice, foul language? I'll challenge us today. God, since you have identified what that is, Lord, I'm willing today to lay it all on the altar and be a person that is fit for the kingdom of God. Amen? As we go down, keep going down in 1 Peter, and so they have been 
distressed by various trials. He says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober. The second thing is, keep sober in spirit. He tells them, prepare their minds for actions. Second thing is, keep sober in spirit. Keep sober in spirit. What's the first thing you think about when you see keep sober in spirit? Don't be drinking. (laughs) Be sober in spirit. That word conveys being clear-minded. Clear-minded. There are so many distractions in this world. The Bible talks about being clear-minded, preparing ourselves for action, and then being sober in spirit. There are so many things that are going to try to keep you away from doing God's will for your life. So many things. So he says, be sober, sober in your thinking. The next thing that it says, it says this. Now, this is the part that I really love. He says, fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. He says, fix your hope. That means I have a clear picture of what God has for me in eternity. And my vision stays focused on that instead of the things that are of this world. He says, fix your hope. Now, the the alternate to that, to fixing my hope on something else like earthly riches and, and education, you know, just things that really don't matter. You know, I am focusing my hope specifically on the things that will be bought to me. He says this, Fix your hope completely on the grace to be bought to you with the revelation of Jesus Christ. That word grace means the kindness of God. Can you just imagine when we finally, when Jesus returns, the grace that will be bought to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The Bible talks about eyes have not seen, nor have ears heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men what God has prepared for us. So when I read a scripture like that, fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you, I'm excited. Because there is something better than what I'm dealing with right now. There's something better. And I look at the scripture and I can see it, you know, if God is just saying, hey, if you just can wait just a little while longer, if you can just hold on, stay in the fight, listen to the spirit, stay in the fight. I'm thinking, man, there is going to be something great. The reason why the enemy is attacking us because there's something great. I would not bother with you if I knew there wasn't something great on the other side. And so his His job, the enemy's job, is to get us off track, thinking about other things, doing too much. And God says, no. Peter says, fix your hope completely on the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The things of this world will not matter 50 years from now, 50 years from now for you or for me unless I live to be 90 years old. (laughs) But it won't matter. He says, fix your hope completely on Jesus Christ. Now, look at the two last things that he says here. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the lust, which the former lust which were yours in your ignorance. 
as obedient children, do not be conformed to the lusts which were yours in your ignorance. Meaning, don't do the things that you used to be. Since you are a new person in Christ, don't go back to doing the old things. Don't allow these things to seduce you into going back. I often see people who get out of relationships, toxic relationships. They'll get out for a while, and then they'll get that phone call. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> and the enemy desires to seduce us back into that old way of living. Matter of fact, Pastor Paul talks about this in Galatians, how people are trying to pull us back into following the law and not following grace. And that's what the Bible talks about. Hey, don't be seduced back into your old life. If there are habits and things that you have put down, keep them down because the enemy is just trying to pull you back into it. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be bought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Do now no longer be entangled with the things of this world. Move away and say, Lord, my desire is to live for you. Now, the only way that you can do that is to be empowered by the, empowered by the Holy Spirit. If you try to do enough, work hard enough, uh, put enough stops in the way, it's not going to happen. You've got to get up in the morning and say something just like my friend Philip said to me this week. You can't, but God can. You can't, but God, you can. I know you can because I've seen examples in your word. I've seen you do it in the lives of other people. And so, Lord, I'm praying that you would do in me only what you can do so that I can be right in your sight. Amen? Amen. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which, which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all your behavior because it is written, you shall be holy for I'm holy. That word holy means to be set apart. Verse 17 says, this is who I'm addressing. If you address as father, the one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourself in fear during your time of your stay on earth, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood as of a lamb unblemished and spotless the blood of Christ. So I'm asking the question this morning. If you call God as the one father, how are you living? Are you living terrified? Are you living stress, problems, issues? Are you living completely sold out to him? Are you listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit? This chapter in Peter has taught me so much about God's work in and through us because it tells me there's no way that I'm going to be able to live this life on my own, no way that I'm going to be able to fight the temptations on my own. I have to submit myself to Jesus Christ. And through him, I'm now not looking forward to these things on this earth, but I am looking forward to what he has in store for me. I'm not trying to sound morbid, but what we have waiting after us is more 
worth much more than we have here on this earth. So what stops you from being obedient? What stops you from enjoying this earth and looking forward to the things of God? I want to submit to you. If you have not given your life to Jesus, today just may be your day. Because without him, you have no hope. There's there's nothing to look forward to. There's nothing. There's nothing after that. You have nothing to look forward to. But God says, listen, if you just place faith in Jesus Christ, you will have so much more ahead of you that's imperishable, undefiled, that will not fade away, that's already reserved in heaven for you. So at this point, we're going to pray, and I'm going to open the invitation. For those who are here, and you've been listening, been watching, people walking in obedience, and you say, man, I need, to, I need to walk in obedience at this moment in my life. I need to be, you know, in a place where I'm listening to God, hearing from God. We want you to come. We want you to come. Don't do it because of me. Don't do it because of anyone in this room. Do it because the Lord is speaking directly to you, directly to you. And so we're going to pray, and the band is going to play. And as we pray... We want you to come if you need to surrender in any area of your life. Please come this morning. Father, we thank you for this morning. And God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that even though on this side of earth we've been challenged with multiple things, God, you have pointed out in your word that we will go through things as Christians. But, Lord, you have so much more in store for us on the other side of eternity. And so, Lord, I pray that we won't fix our hope on things here, but we'll fix our hope on things that you have for us as your children. And I pray that if there are people here that have not made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, I pray that today will be the day. If they have not followed you in obedience and baptism, God, I pray that today will be the day. I pray, Lord, if they are are kind of standing back wondering, where should I serve? What should I do? How should I get connected? I pray that today will be the day that a decision will be made. And people will say, Lord, I'm here to do what you've called me to do. So, Lord, would you speak this morning? Speak to hearts this morning. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we all stand. He wants to sing. And if the Lord is prompting you to come, don't wait another minute. Don't wait another moment.